I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to my Second Chance podcast. Now this week we're going to do things just slightly differently because I don't have a guest for you. I'm actually on holiday in Spain because I can. I know it's been difficult for all of us under the the recent pandemic times, but I decided that I was going to take the plunge after a long, long rest back in London where I haven't travelled and done anything. So I say haven't done anything, I mean travel for someone who travels quite a lot because of the work that I do I decided I wanted to have a break a holiday quite before the storm as they say and I say that because many of you who are fans of my Inside the World's Toughest Prison series know that I will be making more episodes yay so I thought I'd have a little holiday a little kind of downtime for myself before I get on a plane and start putting my life at risk inside some of the world's toughest prisons but that aside The Second Chance podcast doesn't have a guest this week, so I thought I'd share with you just a little bit of my own story. I know many of you who have listened to me give talks or have read my book, Notorious, will have an insight into various chances that I've had in life. I say chances, but I'm talking about opportunities. You will know that I'd spent 12 years in prison for a crime I didn't commit. Probably heard that more times than you need to hear that, but that's the fact. And when I came out of prison, I was in the right place at the right time when I was offered an opportunity, an opportunity to work for the BBC. So let me tell you that story and you can decide whether you think it's a second chance or, as I say, it was the right place, right time. And I took the opportunity. So I'm I'm out of prison after 12 years of being locked up for a murder and a series of robberies that I did not commit. And I knew a journalist, um, somebody who'd worked on writing stuff or broadcasting stuff about my case whilst I was in prison. And I met that person for a tour of what used to be the BBC Centre in Shepherd's Bush, White City. And on the day that I met Ishmael, who took me on a little tour, we went out the back of what was then the Radio 4 Today programme studios. And... Outside, 
was a bunch of you know, hard-nosed journalists, including the then editor, or the former editor of the Radio 4 Today programme, Rod Liddell. Controversial figure, writes for The Times and The Sun at the moment, often being picked on or often picking on other people. But on that chance encounter, when I met Rod Liddell outside the Radio 4 Today programme, we got talking and he offered me uh, a job on the Today programme, just like that. And I mean, just like that. He'd never met me before. He was probably aware of who I was because when I walked down the steps of the Court of Appeal, I shook my fist and shouted about the fact that I'd lost many years of my life to the criminal justice system for crimes I didn't commit. A lot of publicity surrounding my the overturning of my conviction and my release. So when we struck up a conversation and he asked me if I wanted to come and work for the Today programme, I didn't at the time realise the the significance or the importance of being offered a, a an opportunity like this. I mean, we all know to some extent what the BBC represents, and I am not a BBC kind. So I didn't take the offer there and then because I'd been given another offer to go and work at the local London radio station, and that's what I did. And Whilst I was at the London radio station, I had a couple of emails from Rod Liddell asking me, again, if I wanted to join the Today programme. We got on, and that's the simple fact, you know, regardless of his reputation, and that's been up and down over the years, but at the time that I met him, he was genuinely offering me an opportunity to work on the BBC Radio for Today programme. So eventually I accepted that invitation. Now, was that my second chance? I've been in prison for 12 years, I've come out of prison, I'm still finding my feet, I'm adapting to society, getting used to things like mobile phones, the internet, shopping and doing and making choices for myself and decisions, etc, etc. And within 12 months, less than 12 months in fact, I'm being offered an opportunity to to work for the most prestigious radio programme in the United Kingdom the Radio 4 Today programme with well-renowned presenters like Jim Nockerty and John Humphreys, Sarah Montague and very well-respected reporters um, and there were a number of them. So I eventually agreed to join the Today programme and I remember going in to the BBC offices on my first day wearing a suit and I'm not somebody who wears a suit very often, if at all. And I look so out of place because I try to fit in. Big wrong decision, you know, thinking that that's what the BBC represented because it was predominantly white, middle-class journalist and still is. And so when I when I went into the Radio 4 Today programme for the first time wearing a suit, I thought that's what you did and I realised that nobody was wearing a suit they were all in jeans and raggy t-shirts you know, middle class journalists, dumbing down if you like, I'm probably using the wrong terms but who cares I remember Rod giving me a tour of the, the sort of radio station desks where all the journalists were chiselling away whether it was the Radio 4 Today programme or PM or of the BBC one o'clock news shows. I was introduced to John Humphreys, Jim Nockerty. I was introduced to some of the reporters and, and others that worked in in the radio station. And you know, my brief was to be mentored by the planning desk. And the planning desk at the time was that platform where journalists sat 
and called politicians or other people of influence and convinced them to come onto the program to talk about whatever the topic was of the day, whatever the issue was, you know, nationally or internationally. And um, I did that for a few days where I picked up the phone and just kind of asked people to come on the program, you know, and told them what times and was told what to do and not to do. And I really couldn't take it. I couldn't sit there for for what was expected of me to just sit there and book people in. And I told the editor, Rod, that I, it, I just wasn't cut out for that. So he immediately sort of said, why don't you try sitting at the reporter's desk? I mean, it's never quite as simple as that, is it? But it was. Sit at the reporter's desk. And that's where my career took off, being told that I could sit at the reporter's desk. I say the reporter's desk. There was no reporter's desk, but it was more try your hand as a reporter. And then Rod mentored me. He showed me what to do. He put me on a, a short course, a radio course, and my career took off just like that. I pretended that I knew what I was doing. I didn't really know what I was doing, but I pretended that I knew that I was doing and I just got on with it, chiseling away like I was a journalist. Now, you've got to remember that when I was in prison, I did a, a, a short journalism correspondence course. So I had some insight, not deep insight. So I had some insight and I'd spoken to many journalists on many occasions during the years that I was in prison fighting my wrongful conviction. So I had an understanding. I wasn't completely wet behind the ears. And I kind of had an insight and, and an understanding. But I was still fresh out of prison using prison slang and and not quite speaking the Queen's English, which if anybody is in doubt, you know, the Radio 4 Today programme is all about, or was then, all about, you know, sounding English to the hilt you know if you like the queen's english was all they they wanted to hear you know so the program rod liddle got criticized by some of the right-wing press for hiring this man that's me who came out of prison but we didn't care and i got on with it and that was the springboard of my career i know i've rushed through that but i'm just trying to say second chances are sometimes opportunities and i think you've got to be able to recognize the opportunity. I was given an opportunity and I took it with both hands. And I've become a successful journalist, an international journalist who not only worked for all the most prestigious BBC programmes, you know, the Radio 4 Today programme. I was the launch current affairs reporter for BBC Three before it went digital. I worked on BBC Panorama as one of their chief correspondents, travelling the world, exposing and reporting on stories that not many other journalists were covering environmental stories, corruption, exposing what I could. And now, as many of you know, I, I do Inside the World's Toughest Prisons. I make that sound like it all happened in five minutes. But that was a, a career spanning 15, 16 years. I've been an undercover journalist. I've done many things in my career. And I'm not going to bore you with the details now, although I'm sure you'd want to listen Go and get my book, Notorious. That will tell you more than you need to know. Um, and you can order it on my website. Yes, that's me touting my book. But, you know, if you want to find out more about me and my career, that's where you'll find it out. And so I started off by saying welcome to my Second Chance podcast. And because I don't have a guest and because I'm on holiday in Spain, I thought I'd just give you a little rant about something that was in my life. And, and there you go. But I answer the question and you can reply by sending me messages 
on Instagram. You can find me on A Reporter. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I'm on LinkedIn. Da 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 da. Wherever you want. And and just for the record, I'm laying on my hotel bed. I've got all the pillars kind of wrapped around my head to try and give you some decent sound rather than the sounds of of people outside my hotel room. Um, I'm sweating because it's so hot and I'm wrapped around. I've got pillars. I've got one, two, three, four pillars, three to the side of me and one above my head. I'm literally dripping in sweat as I talk to you right now. Have a fantastic day. Thanks for tuning in to my podcast. The audio is by Audio Avalanche. The music is by J-Row Productions. There is no guest booker this week, but I will mention Tegan because some of you... Oh, I've got the cleaner coming in. Just one second. Um, I'm busy. Just five minutes. Five minutes. Thank you. Gracias. <laughs> so typical. The cleaner's coming in to clean while I'm talking to you guys. Did you get that little bit of Spanish? Gracias. I get told off because that sounds like I'm saying gracious or something. Um, anyway, Tegan, my guest booker, is leaving. Not quite yet, but she will be soon. So I'm going to be looking for a new guest booker. If you want to be involved in my podcast, if you want to take part by helping me book my guest, um, you know, drop me a message if you want to be involved. If you're a, a student who wants to get involved in podcasts, radio, you want some experience, I'm prepared to mentor you. So get in touch if you want to become a volunteer and help me book my guest. And the artwork, Studio Minerva Design. Thanks for listening to my podcast. Hopefully things will be back to normal next week or you may just enjoy me ranting in a hotel room surrounded by pillows, sweating. Have a fantastic week. Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.